0: It hey, come in and Meat man Y'all to see me eat man Hit on the meat man Y'all to see me eat man I got jawed like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made tag tongue with a sensitive taster. I born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle greener. to show hell that like a meeting of the meat man.
1: It's me a beautiful day in Tyler, Texas. I'm here at the Red Dirt Fest. Talking to Patrick Hernandez. Good morning. One of the tallest men in barbecue.
2: uh maybe he's
1: rocking his barbecue freak hat. Where's the barbecue freak hat from?
2: Uh, it's from Texas Monthly. They had it at the festival last year, okay, and um, I got one. Hat. Yeah, Texas Monthly hat.
1: Y'all, y'all just chilling before the storm.
2: Before uh, yeah. Wild. Well, once again, we've had some uh, warmer issues, so Arnis over from Heavy maze came to the rescue and and gave us some pit space. So we're getting our pork butts up to temp, um, and uh, just kind of hanging out by the fire. He's got this cool fire pit and. Uh,
1: you know, Ar- Arnus makes some pretty cool pits, huh?
2: He does some badass stuff.
1: Is there a name? Is there, is there a name for these like crazy reverse smokers?
2: Uh, well, I mean, on they're just, yeah, I mean, reverse, uh, reverse flow pits. Reverse flow awesomeness. Yeah. The Arnus. The Arnus awesomeness. Mhm. Yeah, I think that's a good name for them. I think you can patent it. Maybe we'll copyright it so nobody else can use it. Well, this
1: is pretty much the barbecue life, right? Sitting on giant Yeti's? Yep. Next to fires? Mm-hmm.
2: No sleep. Yeah. No sleep. Why didn't you sleep? Uh, well, like I said, we had those warmer issues, so I was uh, staying up all night just making sure our stuff... Didn't get cold? Stayed. Yeah, it didn't get cold. And then it was raining all night, so, of course, uh, you know, an electric warmer and rain, sometimes, you know, they don't go, t- go well together, so I wanted to just make sure that we were good all night.
1: Did it rain in Houston, too?
2: Yeah, they got some really bad rain. Um, had some tornadoes touch down, so um, you know, hope everybody's all right down there.
1: But yeah, it, was it was flooding cool. in Austin. It's crazy. Yeah,
2: yeah, kind of the whole, you know, Houston, whole central Texas got a, got a lot of rain. There's a lot of uh, flooded creeks and rivers on the way up here.
1: What are y'all cooking?
2: Uh, we've got uh, brisket and pork butts. Uh, we're gonna do some uh, pulled pork sliders, uh, topped off with a nice little nugget of meat candy and and you know, put some of our sauce on there.
1: Nice. How many, uh, did they tell you how many people you expect to serve or how many boats or how many, anything you well, just run until it it's
2: gone? Yeah, basically you just, you know, run what you brung. And I think last year we, we served, um, over a hundred, over a thousand plates. So, um, I think we were out in about two hours. So it's, That's it's wild. a huge, yeah, it's a huge crowd. Um, it's a great event. One, you know, definitely look forward to it every year. Glad we were able to come out here and do it again. So, uh, always, you know, always some good music lineup and always, you know, a lot of really good food.
1: We got a, we got some of your guys over here being shy. Yeah, wanna come talk to us, Reed.
2: The rib tickler. You, what you,
1: you up? You can come in. There you go. Get in the shot. I don't want to break your <laughs> camera.
3: I don't want to break your camera, man.
1: So uh I hear when you post stuff about Paul Wall, he shows up to your restaurant.
3: Oh yeah, I can get Paul Wall to come through, but my friends still can't. <laughs> well, it come sounds by. like
1: your only friend is Paul Wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh what's he like? What's he order?
3: Oh, he likes to come up uh fashionably late so yeah. he gets yeah. the scraps got a little pulled pork sandwich and some cake
2: yeah he got a coconut cake and uh he tips well nice. so yeah that's good
1: i was it was cool, you, cool you, seeing saying you, you guys don't give him like the secret order ahead you hold like no, a rack no. of ribs or well, something for him
2: so i mean i thought it was just cool that he showed up and he didn't say like hey i'm coming through you know yeah. hold me some stuff so i thought it was really cool he came in with his wife and kids and he was just real cool down to earth guy and uh, so uh, it was it was cool to see him, th- you know, come nice. through especially like after, you know, the last encounter Reed had with him.
3: <laughs> yeah, last time I saw him it wasn't too pleasant. Oh yeah, what happened? Oh, <laughs> well, he was in handcuffs, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Would you turn him in? No. No, no, he th- ain't no snitch. snitching. <laughs> snitches get snitches.
1: Yeah, yeah I was going to say there ain't many snitches in Houston. No. People no. keep it real down there. That's yeah. 100. Yeah, <laughs> you said you went to school here in Tyler, huh?
3: Yeah, I did a little junior college for about a year. Is it cool being back? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm in the parking lot. Didn't get to uh, experience it much,
1: but well, that's why I was wondering last night because I was like, it's a college town, but there's no bars. But then I found out. It's only college for young kids
3: well no there's a junior college and then they have ut tyler which is a four-year school so okay but well where do they go out drinking i didn't see well, anything last night well they don't it uh, used to be a dry county till uh, a year ago yeah so it's still the bar scene is still like you know opening yeah. up you used to you used to have or uh,
2: yeah before it was before they you know legalized it here you used to have um, like private memberships
3: so you would go into like
2: restaurants and then you would show your card that, that you were a member and then yeah. you could have a... Drink. Or
3: you would have to drive all the way to Kilgore to get your booze. Yeah. That's a place, Kilgore? Kilgore, yeah. Kilgore, Texas. Kilgore, Texas. Yep.
2: I,
1: I don't know how many cities there are in Texas, but I know it's, it's almost every word in the English language is a city in Texas. Oh, yeah. For sure. And every language. There's a mean, Lebanon, there's Paris. Yeah, there's
2: yeah. Well, and again, it just speaks to the diversity and, uh, you know, just the different cultures that came to Texas. So you are going to have all those different cities here
1: yeah and uh we're we're seeing all kinds of smokers and there's there's a nice range of like guys with full like restaurant rigs yeah. and then just the guys with the uh the pits we got or oh, slackers ooh, and just bring out, okay. about to put some hot sausage in we, uh, yes, we get to talk we get to talk during a live cook event
3: yeah <laughs> yeah there
1: you go don't let us get in your way man. what kind of sausage are those
2: oh well, those are the uh, the New Mexico green chilies.
3: The nice green chili, nice. Green chili oh. C- oh, man. Are they good?
4: Oh, they're always good. Uh, I don't
3: make them, so they got to be good. Of course. There you go. Got the uh, jams bumping now.
1: The yeah, the jams are going to totally screw up all my <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> yep. Everyone's got tacos with the torchies here, so we're getting some Austin style. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's going to be an easy day, I think, huh?
2: Uh, well, I mean, as easy as it can be, you know, easier it's,
1: than, uh, you know, like a competition or. Oh some, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that's, it's
2: totally, totally different, you know. I mean, here it's just, it's all about the camaraderie and everybody just helping each other out. You know, like again, like I was saying in the beginning, just we had some issues with our warmer. Uh, we had to wait to rent one, had some issues with it, and Arnis pulled through for us again, and uh, and is helping us out. But I think that's just the biggest thing: is everybody's always here, willing to help.
1: I love it. Well, I'm gonna move around and maybe yeah, I can man. convince these guys to turn this damn music off. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Thanks. They turned off the music, so I'm gonna get back to podcasting. I got one of Arnus's badass pits behind me. Hey, Arnus, you want to come tell us about this smoker behind me? I'm trying to, I'm trying to get in before everyone gets hectic. So, uh, what what made you get into building pits this style?
0: Um. I saw a really good uh, cross-section diagram of a reverse slope pit before before I had ever built a pit, before I had ever cooked anything, and I just thought it looked like an easier tool to manage than a traditional offset cooker. So that's what I built as my first pit, and that is what I I learned on and what we've continued to build and and grow with. So kind of really organic, um, but if it's not broke, why fix it. So did you cook on on a on some other kind of offset before you started building them or? No, I mean, I, I cooked the first, I had cooked on an electric cabinet for about a year and a half before I built my first wood-fired reverse float pit. You still got that electric cabinet? I do. I haven't used it. <laughs> um, and, and In fact, it's it's kind of in the corner of the shop right now. And I keep thinking I'm going to drag it out. It's great for jerky. And I keep thinking I'm going to drag it out and we'll make jerky and mess with some stuff. Yeah, you can run a real cold? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, you've got there's basically a plate underneath
0: right there's a quarter inch steel plate that runs from the uh where the firebox mates with the cook chamber there's a throat uh like a crescent shaped throat and the plate runs from there all the way down to the cap on the opposite side of the cook chamber and it ends right there there's a little dam on that and then the the convection can run all the way down there switch back and draw back across the the cook
1: chamber. And so how far is the grate from the...
0: uh... Uh, Seven inches minimum. That's kind of my standard. So as far as you would if we had a thousand-gallon traditional offset parked right next to this, um, the cook grates would more than likely be lower than mine. Because if you open these doors, the cook grates are actually up uh, about an inch and a half off the door opening. And, you know, most... Forty-two inch or thirty-six inch diameter pits, uh, conventional pits. That grate, that cook grate is going to be right around, uh, you know, the midpoint. These are slightly higher so that we can get some space between the the baffle and the bottom cook grate, uh, and that's just in an effort to uh, not not burn the bottom of whatever we're cooking.
1: Yeah, and and usually that's kind of a a problem with the re- reverse smokers. So, do you? Uh... Is that pretty easy to mitigate? I mean, this thing seems like it runs real smooth.
0: Yeah, we don't, I think that that space, uh, plus we, we got some top secret other stuff going on in there. Not really, we put another, another little kicker baffle right at the opening so that any live flame that is actually drawing into the belly of the cook chamber is going, it, it will hit that deflector as opposed to hitting the bottom of the actual plate so that we're not just generating like crazy radiant heat right there. So we can cook, a lot of times on this cooker, that number four door will be running lower than any of the others. Really? Um, And so we can get 100% use out of it.
1: Is that what they call like a tuning plate?
0: No, so a tuning plate would be if you had like a conventional offset cooker and then um, you had tuning plates throughout the cook chamber where you you could space them out to try to get even heat rising throughout the chamber. Okay. So you don't need that because you. Right. I mean, this it. this is kind of like a solid tuning plate. Well, I mean, a little bit. But the the stack on a conventional cooker with tuning plates would still be on the opposite side of the of the cooker.
1: And you got some awesome features on here. You got some big bolts. You got this big uh, bar that you can mount lights on. Yeah. So
0: that's a that's conduit for future work lights. Um, We were trying to finish this pit uh, in time for Texas Monthly Barbecue Fest last November, and we got really, really close and came up just short. And so then it was like, well, we didn't make it for that, so we're gonna move on and work on other projects. And then we're like a week out from Thanksgiving, and we realized we need that cook space for our Thanksgiving cook. So we got it just ready enough, pulled it up to the restaurant, cooked on it, used it uh, through the holidays, through January, and then about two, Three weeks ago, we had another event, and it was still, like, not ready to go down the road, so we had to pull it back in the shop for a day, put lights on it, kind of go over things, and finish the log basket so that we'd be able to use it for for the event season. So, yeah, it's all right there. It still needs to be finished. We're going to put a a grill on it, uh, like a... On the end there? Yeah, up on the tongue. Um, And a few other things. I'm thinking about propane burners, just so we have... So we have a rig that can go down the road that that will do anything we need it to do, um, but for now it, it's it's going to have a full season here, just kind of being being a raw, rough looking beast.
1: And it's nice you got enough room. You're kind of sharing with the guys around you, yeah. helping
0: people warm up some meat. Yeah, that's kind of become a, a theme. It seems like everywhere we go, somebody needs some space, and we're always happy to happy to provide that.
1: that that's awesome. So. You know, this is a thousand gallon tank, but you can you got a couple racks in there, so you right. can you can fit almost twice as much as That's right. a normal thousand gallon. Do you does it cook more evenly mm-hmm. as far as the two shelves because it's a so, reverse?
0: Top is going to run ten to fifteen degrees hotter than the bottom. I mean, maybe fifteen to twenty five, um, which isn't terrible. That's no, pretty manageable. But left to right, typically we're pretty even. We've got um, we've got some half pans and stuff in there, like some deep pans on the top rack, so. It's kind of forcing things to go in different routes than we would if it was just, uh, you know, fairly aerodynamic meats. Um, but typically, left to right will be within five degrees. Top to bottom will be, you know, ten to twenty-five. So we can we can absolutely utilize that top that top rack. You know, use it for whatever we need that that higher temperature for. And what are y'all cooking today? We've got a uh, brisket and sausage. And we're gonna do some reverse flow, uh, reverse sear ribeyes. All oh right, the ribeyes. Yeah, you're gonna, for the VIP hour. You're gonna caveman them, right? That's right. We're gonna. We've got a fire pit burning coals down right now, and we are gonna sear those off on live coals. Nice. People are gonna be happy to see that. I, I hope so. You gonna you gonna just leave one on there for everyone to look at? Uh, we may leave several on there for everybody to look at.
1: Uh, did you build this uh this big tub pit? Too? I did. I mean,
0: really, that's the end cap of a 42 inch diameter. Propane tank. But, yeah, we I, I cut it off <laughs> and made it. <laughs> if, I, if I made it, you put legs <laughs> on it, basically. <laughs> right. Put legs. Uh, so we started building fire pits this last fall, and we, we started cutting um, intakes on the bottom of them. So when that thing burns, it draws like crazy right through the bottom of the pit. And, I mean, it for for a deep, you know, fire pit, uh, it burns really, really well. Really, really clean. Oh, yeah, I can see there's a little ash coming out the bottom. Yep. That's
1: smart, too. It probably keeps the fire a little better fed. Absolutely. Gets that, that ash, keeps the well, ash I mean, from putting it out.
0: In something like that, that's 21 inches deep. How are you going to introduce you know, a fresh airflow underneath your stack unless you have crazy crazy wind or something else going on? So for it to be able to breathe right through the bottom is makes a really great fire pit. Well, and
1: this is more of a, you know, you all do Texas Monthly, you all do a lot of events. Is this your first time here? or This is our second time to Same Red time? Dirt,
0: yeah. And it's an awesome event. I mean, it is... It is just unbelievable. And y'all get to party afterwards. That's right. Yeah, we we do our thing, and about the time the music starts, we're done, and we can you know go go right over there and watch the show.
1: You got any musicians or anything you're looking forward to? You're, you're right by the stage. Uh, so. Mallory
0: and I are, are huge uh, American Aquarium fans, so we're, we're really looking forward to that. But every, the whole lineup this year is is pretty awesome. So really looking forward uh, to it. I guess
1: uh, they got security and stuff, so y'all can kind of go enjoy the music, not worry yeah, about we, your, your uh, gear. Yeah, we, in fact,
0: and they will have security through the night, and so uh, we've got cables and locks and stuff. We'll probably, whenever we're done, we'll lock everything up, get out of here, come back in the morning, hook up, and roll out.
1: Nice. So it's not like uh, Texas Monthly or one of those things where you gotta kind of peel out as yeah. soon as uh, the the crowd's gone. No,
0: it's very, uh, it's it's very participant minded. Uh, they, I mean. They do a great job. Chase, in particular, does a really good job of kind of looking out for us and making sure that we're taken care of and that we're not... I mean, all of us are here from all over the state. We've all, you know, dropped what we're doing, spent money to bring employees here, bring product here, uh, get here. We want to be here, and he does a really good job of making sure that, like, we have nothing to complain about. Yeah, and, uh, you know,
1: I got to talk to Chase for a minute there, but it's cool to see, you know, the promoters... uh, you know he's he's here he's helping people but he's not freaking out he's oh not yeah overwhelmed and it, yeah. it's a very manageable crowd i mean how many was there like 20,
0: 20 different barbecue spots uh, here? i think i heard 27, 27. Was what I heard. And so but that's, yeah we're all i mean we we rolled in last night there, there's no assigned parking you know kind of find find a spot that fits your needs and do your thing pull up next to your friends that's right crack a few beers yep start the fires and absolutely call it a day
1: Uh, Oh yeah, look there's. People are just starting to show up. I guess a lot of the guys have stuff warming overnight, and
0: looks like a lot of the uh, sponsors and vendors are getting set up, ready to go. Coffee
1: shop setting up. I think I might go grab a cup of that.
0: Uh, bring me one, please. (laughs)
1: I'll bring you two. (laughs) Bring a whole rack. So, uh, you know, what makes uh, what makes Red Dirt a little different besides you know the stuff we discussed besides the music. Is it?
0: I would all, you know, it's weird. You, you could almost say it's a music festival first, but it's not. It, I mean, it's, it's 100% focused on barbecue until 3:45, and then it's 100% focused on the music. So it, it's, it's really, it's an awesome event. You get like a great crossover crowd, um, and I don't know. It, last year was our first year, like I said, and and everybody that was here participating just seemed to have a great time as well as all the, the guests that come. I mean, it's it's just a really, really cool atmosphere. Yeah, as someone who uh,
1: works with audio, it's nice that the music doesn't start until way later. Yeah. I can get a lot of footage today.
0: Yeah, they don't, I mean, it, it's, they've got enough time here. It's, it's a long enough event throughout the day that they're not trying to stack on barbecue, on music, on, you know, what are games and all that stuff. Like, everything has its own time, which gives us an opportunity to do the best that we can and it gives the guests an opportunity to you know take in all they want without feeling like they're missing out on something happening on the other side of the square
1: yeah and as someone who hangs out with you know all the barbecue people i appreciate when a when an event allows you all to have some wind down time you know yeah. a lot of these events you show up you're cooking you're, you're leaving as the moment you got time and yep. you don't really have time to kind of unwind and Last night we all got to have beers at Stanley's, and yep. it's kind of cool to, to have that time.
0: No, it's definitely you know a, a change of pace as far as you know festivals go, to be able to load in, take your time doing that, hang out with, with everybody that you haven't seen for a few months, uh, come, do our thing, and then not feel rushed at all to get out of here. And isn't that what barbecue's all about, taking your time and hanging out with friends? Well, it has to be, but sometimes it's... You know, take your time doing doing the barbecue, and then as soon as that's over, get get out of here. <laughs> get the hell back to Lubbock. Yeah,
1: right. Well, speaking of, uh, you know, I've been doing these meat man meetups, uh, usually on Mondays. Uh, I'm going to see if you all want to host one out in Lubbock. I'll plan it way ahead of time, see how many uh, barbecue guys we can get out there. Absolutely. Bring a bus. Does that sound good? Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, stay tuned for that, all you uh, industry people, and uh, thanks for uh, telling us
0: about your smoker Ernest. You bet. Thing's you only beautiful. Thanks for spreading the word.
1: <laughs> Appreciate it. Red Dirt Round Three. I'm here with Bodacious Barbecue. Hoodoo Brown. Are you leaving us? All right. The free agent is left. What's up, Cody? Hey, how you doing, Yanni? Tell, tell me going? a story. What's going on?
4: Uh, it's been cooking all night with uh, Jordan and Brian from Bodacious. We're doing two whole hogs, and I think we're cooking some sausage. And we're gonna make a gyro with the uh, or hero with the whole hog.
1: You're a whole hog hero, dude. <laughs> yeah,
4: shrine rocks. I like yeah, this. That right. yeah, was a good night. We hit, got hit with about two hours of uh, torrential downpour, and uh, luckily we got to hang out in Russell's trailer over there, and uh, it was nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Still you trying got your...
1: Oh, go ahead. I was like, still trying to dry up, but it was good. Yeah, I mean. It's uh, it's just kind of been foggy. The humidity yeah. is hundred percent, but that makes the hog cook better, right? Absolutely,
4: yeah. And it makes uh, it makes us feel a little better coming from up north uh, that it's not so hot today.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, feels nice and cool, oh, relaxing. Yeah. Oh yeah. You got the famous hat and the famous shirt on.
4: <laughs> this is my tire. This is my apron.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you you, you can come one? sit down, Stephen. You wanna come hang out? I gotta uh, go tend to some girls. Oh, okay. You know, Sorry, what were you saying, Cody? Uh,
4: you got any sleep last night?
1: I got a little bit, yeah. Nice. It's hard with three guys in a room, oh, but, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> we were all kind of zombies after hanging out at Stanley's and all that. Oh,
4: hell yeah. Awesome. Is someone you're looking forward to trying the most, besides everyone? Or-
1: uh, is there you someone can have, here? there someone you
4: haven't tried here?
1: Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not even sure what everyone's cooking. I've been talking to everyone so much. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I forgot to ask what half have, have the people are cooking. Yeah, I mean, right? Yours is obvious. you got this brand new Bewley hog cooker thing, Yeah, it's pretty legit.
4: Yeah, it's really awesome. It's uh, We have a, a BQ grill that we use in the restaurant and this is really similar to what it's really, but it's actually better because it's more insulated, it's more efficient, we're going through less wood and uh, it's got a great door on the side that you could like peer into it without opening up the main chamber and it really like holds all that uh, hot air in. so it's really, we love it. And we're looking forward to try this big
1: out of it later today. Yeah, are you gonna get one of these up at the restaurant? Oh, my, my, I have to. <laughs> Knowing Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> did Jordan design this? Like, the, yeah, the, Did this come together quick?
4: I think I think he's been working with uh, Buie for the last couple of weeks to do it. But I know he's got a really good relationship with them, and uh, yeah, I think he literally through like kind of seeing uh, the BQ grill in action a few times. He kind of like modeled after that. It's got the you could turn the pig with a, a crank um, instead of doing it with the chicken wire, which is. Uh, some people make it look easy, pretty easy. Patrick does it pretty damn easy. Uh, we struggle with it, so having that 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 turning element in the grill is really nice.
1: Nice, yeah. Uh, the The whole flipping the hog thing—that's a challenge, no matter how you do it. Oh yeah,
4: absolutely. Um, we, you know, we've had times where we messed that up. So we're still learning from experience.
1: Hey, no. Really, the only other way besides flipping it is doing it the the shed way and yeah, putting right? it on the robo hog. Oh uh, yeah,
4: see, I think that's awesome. I love the way they do that, and then just like cutting into the skin and peeling that back. I've never seen it in person, but I, I hope I hope to one day.
1: Yeah. Hey, you can if you want to go to uh, Memphis, and Maine, in a couple weeks.
4: Yeah, I oh, gotta let's see if it work That I'd, be, I'd love to get there sometime though. That looks awesome. And hey, even their, their grill with the the car grill, it just looks like the whole set. Yeah, the really the cool. the Jeep
1: Willy. Yeah. Hey, I know Brad. So you know he he makes one every once in a while. Oh, he made yeah. one for the taxi guys. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah.
4: Oh, I, I remember that one. Yeah, I remember all that. The old, he was on like the older Pitmaster show. And he had another show he was on too.
1: Yeah. Um, awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it'd be it'd be cool for y'all to have one up there. It'd be it'd be pretty right on. Yeah, I think. Need, yeah, we need yeah
4: right. We need something new, something something else. Jordan, how long did it take you to uh, put together this pit with Beulie? <laughs>
5: So I gave Beale a call about I don't know three or four weeks ago, and with an idea, and we kind of designed this pit over the phone over some conversations, and had I you know got in contact with you over kind of where because my inspiration was always y'all with all this. So I when you learn something, you always go with what you know so yeah i i drew a lot of inspiration from what you guys are doing nice. on this design and and then you actually you actually helped kind of design this thing too without i guess even knowing nice it. <laughs> i know i was probably driving you crazy but i was no he loved it. we thought it was
4: <laughs> so cool that you were like you know that the fact that you're in like into the whole lot was cool for us i mean
5: so we you know we would we we initially talked out the whole design, and then he would call me. He's like, "Well, what if we try this?" Or if I called him, "What if we try that?" So he kept sending me pictures. I would send you pictures, mm-hmm. and we, you know, I'd have an idea for this, yeah. and it. In the last three and a half weeks, this was all built over telephone calls, and I visited one time wow. to make sure that. The mechanics of it were right before we put the skin and, and painted it, and they still had a week and a half's worth of work to do on it.
1: Y'all can hold the mics a little <laughs> real close, yeah. There you go, sure, so, nice.
5: Um, with well, this one, it if they're gonna make you one, they we've kind of got the idea how it's gonna be made now, so
4: and you can hang sausages up top, yeah. You can can hang
5: sausages. I made it to where. I wanted it to be a multi-functional pit, not just for cooking a hog specifically where I could cold smoke on it, build a fire in there. We could cook uh, chickens and pork steaks, kind of like Snows does over direct heat. Um, Hang bacon in there. (coughs) Hang bacon, uh, hams, all kinds of stuff. It's it's really uh, a pit that will do a little bit of everything. Uh, You can cook offset on it. And so, also, the inspiration with watching you guys cook your hogs with the the uh, fire, the, the, the coal burners. Yeah. I was watching them wear out and they would just oh, wear yeah. out. You, you, you get, what, like two or three cooks out of them and you're almost in a new one? Yeah, about so that. So <clears throat> I decided that I wanted to make one that would indefinitely last years through cooking. So. With this prototype, I think we're doing pretty good so far on the uh, the coal burner. Yeah, definitely good start. Um, but this one is the one that we're cooking on, finding the flaws, going back to the drawing board for the ones in the future, and hopefully, we might be revolutionizing or changing the way hogs are being cooked.
1: Hell yeah, I just <clears throat> love the prototyping. I think it's the, this is the this is about the best place and the best way to test it, I, right? I yeah, oh really, yeah, and
5: it's like you got to like you got to cook on them you got to put them through the test and like you really got to push these things to see what they're made of and uh we were in the middle of a monsoon last night for two straight hours and i will say that that pit did not the chamber and the cooking of the pigs did not waver at all through that Yeah, it really the didn't affect it the- we had a little bit of problems with the uh the coal burning but that's to be said because we had a, exposed to the elements, yeah. but the actual pit itself did not have any problems with the elements. And yeah, I, I give that to Beulie. That's
1: that's awesome. Yeah, and it's a uh, you know they make a lot of smokers, so That's yeah, cool the, to see something new. One of
4: the coolest videos I saw recently Jordan posted was like he temped like ten different briskets in his Beulie on all different spots, and they all were like point. Three or point five away from each other. Internally, yeah, and they were
5: about six hours in. Yeah, tour. and it was like
4: three different levels all over the pit, and they're all different temperatures. I mean, really seeing that and then cooking with this,
1: I mean, we're definitely thinking about it for sure if we need another one. Well, uh, and I think it's so well thought out. I mean, you've got the 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 coal burner built into it. You've got this cool handle where you can kind of shake the coals out yeah, if you need of it. Course. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of rusty buckets and these things that oh, yeah. these guys use. I saw Elliot Moss in uh, in Houston. The... <laughs> I saw Elliot Moss in Houston. We got uh, Matt Pittman talking shit behind us. It's funny. so what you do when you're Hollywood, Matt. Yeah, there you go.
5: Hollywood Matt. As That's if he hears name. me through the microphone.
1: <laughs> we'll get to him next. I'm working my way down the street here. Nice. Nothing but celebrities. <laughs> But it sounds like you're putting the bodacious and bodacious uh, barbecue, dude.
5: Yeah, man. We're one of the coolest things too. It was a I, Larry opened up that pit and took a picture, and he couldn't reach the pins to uh, like pin down the hog. So I asked him to cut some doors, so you can actually. I love we've that. been using it as like a check door to kind of look at where the yeah the uh, pigs at without having to open up and lose so much uh, temperature and stuff. And, and you can also <laughs> pin the, uh, the rack down without having to like strain yourself. And this thing also recovers the heat very, very well. Oh yeah,
4: even in the rain, it recovered <laughs> heat really well too. We'll go uh, right back up there. You
5: can open up both doors, you'll lose your temperature. You might lose 25 degrees and it'll be back up to temperature within three or four minutes to where it was before you open the doors. It's, uh, it's a, so far, it's a, it's a damn workhorse.
1: Nick, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Yeah, come here, Nick. Come here. I like your Penelope coffee hat, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I got one of those.
4: You like the smoker? Yeah, I love it. It's awesome. There
1: awesome. I go. love it. It's awesome. I like the I like the pig shirt. Yeah. Thank
4: you. it's like a, it's like a hoodoo. Uh, it's kind of uniform. It's <laughs> pig. It's I literally
1: brought three in my backpack, and uh, you know, it's it's our aprons. <laughs> yeah. So, are you uh are you are you more of like an around the edge coals in the corners? Where do you where, we uh, we usually do uh, hams and
4: shoulders. Um, yeah, Nick, you want to tell them you've been doing it all night? Yeah, sure.
0: Um, you start off with the hams and shoulders, yeah, around the corners. And I'll just keep it around the corners until it starts kicking up to like 225. And once it gets steady there, then you'll start spreading them around everywhere in the middle. But you just want to start off with the corners the whole time. So you're trying to hit the heat
1: on the the kind of fattier, thicker yeah. parts?
0: I've
4: yeah taken the longest, so it kind of like starts in the hams and shoulders and like moves into the middle and, and it all usually evenly cooks, hopefully.
5: So when when we were actually putting these hogs on, I'm always curious the way with technique on how to how you put a piece of meat on to, for the cooking. And I asked Cody, "Which way do we put the hams?" And he said, "Towards you." And it made sense because you don't have to work as hard in the pit to get the coals under the hams. You can work closer to you, and you're really gonna check this thing when the when the hams are done. The rest of it's pretty much done yeah. before the flip.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the <laughs> main thing we're checking. And you
5: don't want to be deep inside that pit trying to see if hams are done. So, yeah. No, like that that like technique like that is so important. Yeah. Right. So important. What up? Taking a selfie. <clears throat>
1: Hey, what's up?
5: So um, Lots of people showing up. It's funny. I I don't think I could have a better hog teachers than these two guys. These guys are they're known for the, for pork and yeah. they're well, we
4: couldn't have a better
5: <clears throat> teacher friend ally than Jordan. So it goes Man. right back at you, buddy. Y'all's uh y'all's technique, everything y'all's approach to it, there's a lot of love in it and it it's really drawn me into. A new art of cooking I'm, I'm so unfamiliar with, and I am going to do my best to reciprocate that when I, awesome, by y'all standards, oh, well. because y'all y'all are my standard with with hog cooking, and I, I really appreciate it.
1: When did y'all did y'all kind of find each other on the internet first? Did y'all meet mm-hmm. at an event? We met at
4: Texas Monthly uh, two Nobody years ago. Me. Yeah, um, we, we we kind of talked for talked for like ten minutes, and we really got along, and then we we kind of reached back and forth online. And then uh, Jordan did an interview where he's wearing our shirt and our hat. And I and said some really good stuff about us. And we kind of, ever since then, we talked. And Jordan and um, the Feguses came up and cooked with us at our, one of our biggest events, Greenwich Food and Wine, this year. And we did a lot of live fire cooking. And we cooked everything chicken, snapper, beef ribs, whole hog. Um, I don't remember what else we cooked.
5: But and I, we do- I told somebody today or this morning, like, I think we cooked every single animal that's alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. We didn't really uh, hold any hold any animals back. We cooked them all. <laughs> yeah,
4: and then we we cooked again. Actually, the three of us we the the Feguses, uh-huh. Feguses, um Jordan and I we cooked together again in New Orleans and uh, become a good little crew. It's uh
5: it, it's fun because you know we're so far away from each other and we just sit around through messages and we plan menus out we yeah. like we knew what we were cooking when we came up aaron and patrick knew what they were going to be doing i knew what my part was going to be everybody knew what we were doing and it's yeah. really cool to anticipate doing stuff like that together and uh the collaborations we get to do and it's so cool to get to collaborate with somebody who is originally so different than what we're used to because mm. it's just brisket ribs and sausage here and Cody and him have, like really opened me up to a whole different animal with barbecue. He's yeah. broke. He's broke our monotony. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we
4: well, we being a full service restaurant, it gives us little, little different opportunities like with appetizers and we do nachos, poutine. Our poutine is definitely one of our like biggest items, and it kind of gives us a little you know areas to do some different stuff. So,
5: yeah. yeah. yeah
1: poutine i guess because you're almost to canada that's, yeah. it's a popular item you, i don't know if you can find poutine in texas
5: if they do yeah. it's because cody did it right <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you it's one of the one of the best things that they have and i'm not and that's not a shot at their barbecue it's just it has their barbecue in it yeah. fries. it is so damn good the like, beef gravy curds uh hand cut French fries and just brisket debris. And cheese curds, I'm so into cheese curds. So like I don't know, like their menu is so neat. Like I don't know, they're just like they're like the United States of barbecue. <laughs> All their whole menu is. They're everything they're doing everything and they don't just do every a lot of stuff, they do a lot of stuff great and right. That's what I when appreciate. When you're Connecticut
1: you gotta try and stand out.
5: Well, in Connecticut, doesn't like
1: it's it's not it's not that clearly defined in any way, so yeah, it no, can so kind of be everywhere. Yeah,
4: we're gonna you know even when we go back, we're doing a collaboration with a guy who has a a seafood lobster restaurant, and we're gonna do some surf and turf kind of brisket, maybe lobster rolls. I don't really know. We'll we'll see how that goes.
5: It's gonna break the internet, <laughs> I promise you. Whenever whenever those posts come out, we love
4: we love getting the chance to <laughs> cook with anybody and meet anybody. It's just any restaurant any kind of food uh we, we like getting out there and uh we don't yeah and especially barbecue we don't get to cook with other barbecue guys so this
1: is like a really
4: awesome opportunity for us
1: i know i i we had breakfast yesterday in austin and i could see like you you, you your eyes were bright you're yeah. you're ready to be here you hanging get, out you
4: get sick of me talking about barbecue in connecticut it's like oh enough. Yeah. uh it's <laughs> nice being able to just talk and you know it's just talking normally, you know. that's yeah.
1: not like we're talking about something well, and it's a party at y'all's yeah. place, you know? Oh, yeah. We, uh, yeah. we, I mean, we really,
4: like, we, we build up a good atmosphere. We got a, I got a great staff. We got 45 people on staff. And uh, I think we've been we open for almost four years and 15 have been there since day one. So we really got, like, a close-knit family. And uh, we have fun. I mean, we, you know, we really try to liven it up and make it an experience because, to me, that's what barbecue is. It's all about the experience. And we want to bring that experience to people who don't get that. And it's big. Me, like I, you know, I, I bring my, my my staff as much as I can to these places because you don't get it until you come here and you see it and you talk to the people and you taste the food and it makes it kind of val- values what we do a little bit more because you don't see that around us. So like we get to see all these people doing what we do, you know, obviously it's better. Um, but like we get to see it firsthand and talk about it and experience it. It's just it's invaluable. And I try to bring as many people as I can to these places because really it, it's it's a game changer. They right. go back and they 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 want it more and they're hungrier and they want to, you know, they they're looking up what you guys are doing and it's really a, this is, a, this is a, I, I try to do as
5: many people as I work with because it's huge and it's always nice to have something to look forward to. Yeah, for your staff and stuff like we we sit around for months. Me and my staff at both places we're just giddy about these festivals. And, oh yeah, you know we're always trying to. Push ourselves like we don't ever, usually, you know. In the kind of in the beginning, we would do kind of a basic menu, but we just started pushing ourselves, and now we're like expected to. Yeah. <laughs> like hell, we made pits this year. We're cooking hogs. We're, <laughs> we we couldn't be any more out of our element right now, and I think this is going to be one of the best things we've turned out with having these guys coming down here and showing us and cooking these things for us. And it's and always good to have a ringer. It is, and. You know they're not like trying to like hog everything, no pun intended. They're like, we're getting dirty with them. I'm, I'm helping. I'm, I'm watching the cook. I'm studying the way everything's going, and I. I think, back I think uh, we all just were they, working as a good team. Like, and we couldn't do it they, without each other. I swear this pit is as much your design as it is, Ely yeah. awesome. and and I. It's. I love that. It's. Um, awesome. Jody. <laughs> Jody. It's the Cody and Jordan pit. It's Jody.
1: There
4: you go. <laughs> named what we named it.
5: It's Jody. <laughs> Um, or Julie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and Jacody. people, I mean, every time those doors open, people come running over to peek their head in, see where you're putting the coals, yeah, see yeah, what Nick's doing. We, we've
4: learned that from all the roasts we do. It's, it's really like a focal point. People want to see it, and you don't see that a lot of places. So we do whole hogs. It always gets to a point where when we're catering, we got to be like, hey, give a, we, need, we need a minute. We've got to work. Yeah, it's really it's yeah. like a spectacle. You don't you don't see that when you get to, when you get to see where everything comes from. It's pretty damn
5: cool. And 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 being here in Texas, that we're so into beef, whole whole animal cooking is so taboo for us. Like nobody cooks whole cows. I mean, like you don't have a vessel big enough for it. Uh, the the I guess the most whole animal I've really ever done is like uh, goats and lambs okay, yeah. and stuff like that. But. Man, this is like a medium sized animal, and I don't know. It, it is so taboo for us. Oh, yeah. And I just want, I'm always trying to push myself to be better and do things I've never done. And I'm telling you, for people who have never been around cooking a whole hog, you're going to be in a world of surprise at how hard this shit is. It's it's so much dedication, and you think you have to put a lot of wood on your your smokers Hell cooking yeah. briskets. Uh, you don't have shit on cooking a whole hog. And I mean, Nick has been
4: watching that fire <coughs> since we put like, it on at ten o'clock last night.
5: These guys that are cooking these whole hogs up in the Carolinas and Tennessee and all that, that like, they don't get enough respect. And they're for, doing they're doing multiple. hogs. Like, yeah, they yeah. they definitely do not get enough respect. We're doing one at respect. a time, two at a time. That's and there's a reason why people know Sam Jones's name and Rodney Scott and Elliot. Moss's yeah. name because those guys are working their ass off and they're working way harder than any brisket I've ever cooked. Or a load of briskets.
2: So
1: And the the mm. you know, the whole fire, coals, that whole area is like I mean I, I love to get close up shots. I can't even get near that. Oh yeah. Burn it's your hot. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So this isn't like working a fire where you can kinda just throw a log on, move it around. You gotta get in there with those coals and that's you got to pick up a shovel full move them. You know, it's like watching Tootsie. You know, oh, yeah, you got to be tough to be yeah. able to, to move all that stuff around. This isn't just like, you know.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's like you know, it's it's different from the the kind of like I said brisket, but in some ways, you know, like like Tootsie, like people have been doing it over the coals, so yeah. it's cool. And even other places I know uh, do it like over the coals, but it's cool that you know it's not just beef. It could be pork. It could be anything.
5: Yeah. What the and chicken?
4: The chicken that snows over the coals is some of the best I've had. Hell yeah.
5: Well, that and like even just putting the hog on the damn cooker. I mean, these are small hogs, these were mid 80s in weight, and it was still taking two of us to get them on there. And Cody said he's cooked some up to like 200 pounds. Yeah, we did. We did 200 Imagine slinging that thing onto a pit. The oh, flip, yeah. Everything. That's got to be the biggest, <clears throat> um, the biggest chore. Yeah, trying yeah. to get some, an animal that damn big cooked. Well, and are you
1: are you feeling it? Are you temping it? What, what are, what's kind of uh, like? Pretty
4: much just feeling. We go by feel. Um, we're, you know, we're poking the hams. Like with you know, we're poking the skin, poking the hams. We're checking out how the fats rendering. Um, yeah, we pretty much all go by feel. All go by look. Um, and it's kind of time. We we we've, we've done enough pigs. We you know we generally go um, you know 120 pound pig. We do in 12 hours at around 250 degrees. So these were two 80 uh, pound pigs. So we we gone a little slower. Um, and uh, we're kind of just taking our time with it, and fat's really rendering down. So, I, yeah, it's been there for
5: me. I'm such a slow brisket cooker. I cook everything for 24 hours. I'm, I don't ever get in a hurry. I I like to finesse. I would like to cook, Try to cook a pig for 24 hours and just slow it even more. And, and really I do feel it. like we have been really slowly. This thing has been so gentle the cook yeah. has. Oh yeah. Uh, there's no flare-ups. Anything. It's just been so. So smooth so far, yeah. and um man, just hats off to beeley like it <laughs> killed it, man,, well, did.
1: and you know it it's cool to see that people can you know just because they make one kind of pit doesn't mean they they can't just put together i mean this is all custom custom doors, they've got the little custom peg hanging on the top, these little uh, windows to poke your head in if you don't want to let too much heat out it's uh i mean it, that flip mechanism even i did they come up with that, or is that
5: uh it was a um inspiration on the the cooker that uh, Cody and them have. I love the way that those things would spin and when you start cooking something for so long like a pig, you're you're not going to be able to handle it because it's going to start falling and ripping and stuff. So I was inspired by theirs where you could, it has a crank on it. I don't know the mechanisms and stuff in it, but we use, I believe they're like three inch bearings with grease inserts. Yeah, That's that's a big handle. and And it has like a split axle on it. It's not it's not an axle that goes all the way through. It's kind of broken, and split, and we kind of have a cage system going on with it. And um, we're, um, man, it's, it's, we're, <laughs> we're gonna see the truth. As is when we spin it. Yeah, I'm. i totally pretty
1: soon, probably? So, is it in the cage now, or is it? Uh,
5: the ca- the, oh no, the cage is right, right there. there. Yeah, we're about. So to- you're
1: gonna like lock it down,
4: Let's see which between, mm-hmm. and then that should hold it together while we flip and it.
1: Do you worry about? Like yes. breaking the skin or <laughs> um, squeezing out too much meat. Fine.
4: I mean, uh, a little bit. I wasn't until then. No, <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry.
5: I didn't think about it until just now, Now I'm all scared shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, and uh, we
4: don't we don't have anything on the outside, right. so we tied it. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine.
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think it should be fine. <laughs> we will find out. Well. Yeah, I mean. Uh, on the show, we say don't squeeze your meat, but this is a whole different. No, uh, oh, yeah, this a whole different thing. You got to worry about. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. We're we're we're, we're definitely squeezing it. Feel <laughs> if it's done, we're squeezing, poking. Uh, we're definitely doing that, but I definitely I know what you mean. I'm not, not, not squeezing the other meat for yeah. sure.
1: Man, if it was up to me, I'd have a ten GoPros going at every one of these stands because there's gonna be so much meat porn happening in oh, the next sure, two yeah, hours. Right. It's crazy.
5: And you got old brother doing his brand new beautiful pit over there. Yeah, that's George. That, that, that is one of the prettiest colors. It's a green, right? Or, yeah, Dude, dark so, green. So beautiful. I don't even know what color that is, but it is beautiful. It's a, and Sonny always builds some of the most beautiful pigs out there. Yeah.
1: gotta buy a Moberg.
5: Is that it? Gotta get him over. Gotta get a Moberg. Yeah, yeah. And we always mess around. And say, better buy a Bully. Better buy a That's <laughs>
1: Nice. Well, and you know, you you, you talk about uh, you know Cody's. You, you said talking barbecue, and people get tired of it. That's about all you can do here. There's yeah. Yeah. there's beautiful pits there's great people there's great meat there's, oh yeah i i keep seeing uh bottles of different colored liquors coming out this is a it's oh, yeah. gonna be a party today. absolutely definitely i'm glad uh, my car is parked safely away from here yeah i just hope i'm gonna I'm uber back to wherever i end up yeah maybe an
4: hour nap at one point but we'll be good yeah i feel a lot better
5: um i think we just got waterlogged too. yeah cody was running around here barefooted with three inches of rain yeah, that the was, yeah, I regretted that instantly. And he put his shoes up by the firebox in the uh, the other pit and tried to dry them out.
1: <laughs> that is the nice thing about having fire available. You yeah. can dry up pretty quick. Oh yeah, we were we were leaning up against uh, and there with literally leaning up against its drier clothes. Nice. Yeah, there's yeah. been a few mornings where, you know, I I'll ride the motorcycle to Snows, and once you get into the country, you get that nice mist, and it it, it you know when oh, it's on yeah. your windshield, it's just like. It's usually like a couple swipes of the windshield wipers, but on a motorcycle, you're soaking wet in, like, minutes. It's crazy, so it's nice to have that fire. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. You kind of just have to bear it for those 20 minutes. Yeah, right.
5: I don't have the bears for that, you know. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you want to come ride on a fair weather day, there's lots of good roads around Austin. Nice. But so, uh, you know, you guys are familiar with the show. We we ask, uh, you know, what's your message to the meat men and meat women out there, the people who cook, the people who are always of they're, they're sitting in a pit room right now listening to the show or they're thinking about opening their own restaurant like what do you tell the enthusiasts um i'd say my, my the biggest thing i learned
4: was just patience um i rushed everything when i first started cooking i was hungry i was tired uh once i learned to have patience with what i was doing it changed everything and uh yeah and if you try going for a restaurant go for it you know i mean could, could 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 you could make it? You could not, but um, it's the biggest risk yeah. I ever took in my life, and you know it, the risk took paid off, and uh, you know
5: got lucky. Know your own limitations, um, delegate, and be patient. That's that's yeah. like don't get in a hurry because if you get in a hurry, karma steps in, and it, there's usually bad results. And I've learned so much patience in this world even in my like everyday life with you know with children and everything it's i've learned so much patience just by cooking briskets
1: everyone learns better when you take your time yeah Yeah. don't don't be afraid to ask for help
4: a lot of people in the barbecue community will talk to you even your i mean even people around who don't know barbecue my family's helped me every step of the way through my my business process so there's people who want to help you succeed. Well, and Just how often? Help.
1: How often are you guys, what, a thousand miles away from each other, sending messages, texting? Oh, every day. I mean, you know, we're, <laughs> we're all, every day. So <laughs> don't be afraid to go out there and ask questions. You'd be surprised. I mean, I, I'm I'm truly honored and amazed at how accessible y'all are. And I think all y'all out there, you know, trying to cook on your own, yeah. feel free to to hit these guys up. You might not always yeah. get an answer. People get busy, yeah. but, you know worth a try
5: i can tell you something about me i'm approachable and i don't have secrets i could tell you yeah. step by step how i'm going to do something it doesn't mean you're going to do it <clears throat> so we've always brian and i've always had that approach and rolling too we never had any secrets like if you want to learn how to do something if you if you're willing to come learn i'm willing to teach you yeah i'm not going to beg you to come get taught right. but if you're willing to come and put your time in i have no secrets that, yeah. and that's the honest truth That goes to anybody
1: well Jordan, Cody thank you awesome. I'll let you get back to it I know that the, this whole thing kicks off in about two hours here so awesome well, thanks for having us yeah I'm thank you, hey. you this so it was nice <laughs> <laughs> thank yeah. you very much yeah. we, got, we got a whole nother night to go through yeah, yeah, we got one. music yeah. I'm excited
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, Yow. hey, man Y'all will see me eat now. Hit on the meet man on man see me eat man I got jaws like a bear, trap, a teeth like a razor. I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I was born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle greener, showing the hell of like a meat. i the meat man. You all to see me eat man. Woo!